are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you. It is Wednesday, August 26th, and uh, the Giants had a late practice Tuesday night. So I recorded this podcast before the practice. Don't have any um, observations for you today. But on today's show, what I am going to do is in each of the segments, I'm going to play for you a clip from each of the three coordinators who spoke to the media on Tuesday. And uh, these are interesting um, quotes that I either asked a question to or just found these to be really interesting um, philosophies and whatnot. So that'll be the theme of today's show. Before I get to that, though, just a couple of quick reminders our contest for two free signed copies of uh, the Big 50, New York, the Men in Moment for the Big 50, the Men in Moments who made the New York Giants, the new book that I have coming out September 8th. That is still going on. If you want in a chance to win one of the two free copies we are giving away, just send an email with your name in the body of the email to Locked On Giants Podcast at gmail.com. Just put in the subject line contest entry. And uh, we will be picking at random uh, at the end of the week two winners to receive a copy of the book ahead of the release date on September 8th. Also, as a reminder, get your questions in for Twitter Thursday. Right now, I've gotten a few questions in. And uh, they're good ones. And again, to make sure that they go specifically for the podcast, make sure you send them to that Locked on Giants podcast at gmail.com address. So this way I know to keep them specifically for the podcast. All right, Giant fans. So we are going to start off with special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee, who in a response to a question I asked about continuity amongst core members of the special teams. Here's what he had to say. You know, any any time you can create continuity, that's what you want. But sometimes you got to make do with what you got. And for me as a coach, that's that's my job. As a special teams coordinator, that's my job. That's the essence of my job is to, you know, is to make the gumbo every week. And sometimes it might be chicken gumbo. Sometimes it might it might be, uh, you know, shrimp gumbo it might be croft whatever i mean it's just whatever i have for that week is is, is that what you have to work you know you have to work it out so that's that's the process of being a special teams coach in the nfl now i just want to say that i have long since been of the school of thought that you don't mess around you don't put your starters your key starters at any rate on special teams not if you have a guy who can fill the role and do it. You have to understand, I lived through and witnessed Jason Seahorn on kickoffs. And I remember how that just absolutely ripped the Giants, you know, to shreds because of what happened, the magnitude of that injury. So ever since then, I have always been kind of reluctant and squeamish when I see starters on special teams. Now, I have changed my mind on that. I have changed my thinking. Because here's the thing. If an injury is going to happen 
you know, in a football game, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter if a guy's playing special teams, if he's playing offense, if he's playing defense, if he's practicing. So you can't coach scared. You can't approach the game scared. You can't say to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm not going to put Jabril Peppers back there as a punt returner because he, he suffered a back injury. You just can't do that because if you do that, you're going to shortchange yourself and you're going to possibly cost yourself an opportunity to get the upper hand and the competitive advantage. So McGahee, who has one of the toughest jobs, I think, of any coordinator on the Giants because each week, you, you know, sometimes his personnel changes based on who's up and who's down on the roster and whatnot. You know, I just kind of like the approach that, you know, whatever he's given, he's going to just put it together and uh, he's going to just make the, the proverbial gumbo soup that he spoke of. And you know what? He's been doing it for t- for uh, two years for the, with the Giants. This is his third season with the team. And he's had the special teams units in the top 10 of the league in the major statistical categories. So who am I to argue with what he is doing in his approach? And uh, let's hope that this year going forward, whoever he chooses to play on special teams from amongst the starters, um, they produce. And who knows, maybe we'd be looking at uh, a special teams unit who that can crawl into the top five league-wide in the major statistics. So we'll see how that works out. All right, folks, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator. Stay with us. Have you tried the all-new and improved Built Bar? If not, you're missing out on one of the industry's healthiest and tastiest snack treats that's loaded with protein and low on sugar. With 18 different flavors, including nut and non-nut variety, you'll enjoy healthy snacks covered in 100% chocolate that's soft and easy to chew, and most importantly, great for the health conscious. Built Bars are great for folks on the keto diet and include protein and fiber nutrients you need without the exorbitant calories. And use the code Locked On at checkout to save ten dollars off your next purchase. Visit builtbar.com to check out their amazing offering of flavors and put your customized box together. And don't forget, use the code Locked On at checkout to save ten dollars off your order. That's builtbar.com. Hey, Giant fans! This is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, and I want to tell you about my debut book. It's called The Big Fifty the men and moments that made the New York Giants. And I've sought to create a living history of the top men and moments that have made one of the NFL's charter franchises what it is today. Relive the franchise's four Super Bowls. Find out what convinced former general manager Ernie Accorsi that quarterback Eli Manning was indeed the one. Learn about the events that brought the Tisch family into the Giants' ownership lore, and so much more. This 368-page paperback book includes loads of photos and stories of some of the greatest giants in history as told in their own words. The Big 50, the men and moments that made the New York Giants, will be available starting September 8, 2020 on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever else books are sold. So pre-order your copy today. And thank you for your support. 
Welcome back to Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. And on today's show, we are hearing from the Giants' three coordinators. We just heard from Thomas McGahee. And in this segment, we are going to hear from Patrick Graham. Again, this is in response to a question that I asked of him during the media calls on Tuesday with the coordinators. And just a little background on this question. Uh, something Joe Judge had said a few days ago kind of caught my attention when he mentioned how, you know, Patrick Graham, as the defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins, um, in week two of uh, in a week two game against the Patriots, the Dolphins defense just was absolutely destroyed. I think they were shut out, as a matter of fact, by the Patriots at the time. And then at the end of the year, the defense had improved, you know, gradually throughout the season. So by the time they faced the Patriots at the end of the year, they actually beat them. And Judge offered some kudos to Graham for for working with young players that he had. Because if you remember last year, the Dolphins basically dismantled their team, traded away guys, and and Graham had to pull up uh, practice squad players and get those guys you know, not only ready to play, but find the right fits for them. So with the Giants having a relatively young defensive unit, I asked him about that. I, I said to him, you know, look, you did it once before with the Dolphins. You know, what was your secret? What What did you do in order to get these guys up to snuff? And here's what Patrick had to say. Um. Well, first off, in, any improvement, I appreciate that. Any improvement is really it's the players and then it was, you know, Coach Flores' vision, um, you know, in terms of what he wanted to, us to do as a defense and how we grew over the time uh, the time that was there. But in terms of what I try to do as a coach, I, I tell them all the time, I'm trying to – I focus on their fundamentals, you know, football position, where are their eyes, are we playing with our hands, are we playing with a good base. I really think that's a, a majority of what I'm coaching. And then once we get into the season, I start to introduce those guys, especially when you're dealing with young players, NFL football. It's, it's different. It's just, it's just a different game. It's people-based. You have to know who you're going against. It's not, oh, we're running the uh, Pat Graham scheme. It's not, it's not that. It's about, okay, who do we have and how can we take advantage of their weaknesses? Who do they have that we have to take away? And so as you build through the year, you try to introduce that and teach those guys those aspects. It takes time. To be honest with you, it takes time. And you know, once they get it, okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's third and seven, but does it matter what I call or does it matter? Do we know who they're throwing the ball to? Does that make sense? Like, I mean, so it takes time for them to get over the fact, okay, I'm playing outside leverage, just cover one, I'm going to post safety, blah, 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 Then to the point where it's, okay, they're throwing the ball to 83. We have to take him away. Where are my tools to do that? So it takes time to build that. And, you know, it's not just third down, it's early down, red area, whatever it may be, but it takes some time to do that. And just like anything, you know, like when you're teaching, I don't want to say kids, but like they're young players and experienced players, they need to experience that in order for them to grow and then really be able to utilize their tools because any they make all the decisions out there on the field. You know, it's split-second decisions. That's why, they're, that's why they're the elite of the elite. And, you know, you just try to do your best job to get them ready for those moments. Okay, so – Two things there. Number one, Patrick Graham did drop a little nugget there saying that, you know, he just basically executed Dolphins head coach Brian Flores' vision. So now we can 
now we have the answer as to whose defense we were watching last year, if it was, if it was Graham's or Flores's. Um, so that means that anything we thought we knew about what Patrick Graham is going to run, we can probably throw out the window. I mean, we still have little bits and pieces and studies that we did from his time at other places. You can read about those under the film section on giantscountry.com. But, you know, basically, um, from what I have seen in the practice, um, it's probably not what you think it's going to be. Certainly not what you saw uh, with the Dolphins. Now, Getting back to the main crux of it and, and the uh, the idea of getting these young players ready, Graham spoke about the fundamentals. And I'm telling you, folks, if I had a dollar for every time a Giants coach mentioned the word fundamentals, I could probably retire right now. And that just goes to tell, to show you how important the fundamentals are, how this coaching staff is going back to the bare basics. And, you know, all too often, you know, we hear coaches talk about fundamentals and the importance of paying attention that, to that all that, but we don't really see it, you know, and, and case in point, you know, the last couple of coaching staffs talked about fundamentals, but yet we saw sloppy tackling. We saw guys not finishing their blocks or not looking the ball all the way into their, you know, to their hands if they were a receiver. Those are all parts of of, of the fundamentals. And these are the little details that Judge and his staff have been focusing on with these players. And this is why I think this team is going to be a little bit better than what some people are anticipating. I'm not saying I think that this team is going to make a playoff run. I think, though, this team has the potential to maybe go 8-8 eight and eight at minimum if they stay healthy and if they pay attention to those fundamentals and if the coaches don't get too you know cute with what they're doing. So I am, with each passing day, more and more optimistic about the direction this team is headed in. And, you know, I, I mentioned the Giants' defense. They have a lot of young players on that defense. And just listening to Graham and, and his approach as to how he is coaching these guys, I think it makes me feel a lot better because I know when the Giants initially hired him and, you know, you look at the stats and you say, oh, you know, his defense in Miami was worse than the Giants. Now you kind of have a little bit more context as to what was going on, especially if you go back and you kind of look at the the way that the Dolphins season unfolded. So I feel a lot better about Patrick Graham as the defensive coordinator. Now we will see what he pulls out as far as um, schemes and putting guys into the right positions and whether or not they can get these guys to finish. But overall, very optimistic about the direction for this defense. And I think this defense is finally um, going to be a unit that's going to start producing a little bit more. I know last year they had a lot of talent, but they underperformed, um, which I have always thought was a result of coaching. So we'll see what they do this year, but I'm very optimistic about this group. You're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena. We will take our final break, and when we come back, we will hear from Jason Garrett. So stay with us. Hey, Giant fans. I want to tell you about DoorDash a food delivery service that I find myself using a lot of these days when I'm so busy that I barely have time to do anything other than write. Well, when it's mealtime and my husband and I get hungry, all we do is we fire up our DoorDash app 
And from there, we can order whatever it is we are craving from the safety and security of our home. And best of all, DoorDash's professional delivery drivers make sure that whatever we order, it gets to us quickly as possible so that we can enjoy a fresh, hot meal just as if we were dining in at the restaurant. With DoorDash's app, everything is done electronically, and I can specify contactless delivery of my order. I can also track the order in real time so that we can get the table set for any number of meals from our local favorite restaurants. So take it from me. If you're a busy person who doesn't have time to stop to whip up a meal, DoorDash is for you. And right now, as a listener to Locked on Giants podcast, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDON. That's one word, L-O-C. K-E-D-O-N. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants segment three. Patricia Trana here with you. And we are hearing clips from the three coordinators on the Giants. We heard from Thomas McGahee in segment one, Patrick Graham in the last segment. We are now going to hear from Jason Garrett in segment three, which is this segment. And again, a reminder Make sure if you have questions for Twitter Thursday, which we are running tomorrow, get those in. I'm going to record the session probably at 8 o'clock Wednesday night. So make sure you get those questions in. Don't send them to my Twitter account because if they go to my Twitter account, I'm going to think they're for the mailbag that goes on Giants Country. Make sure you email them to me at LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. This way I know they go specifically to the podcast. All right. Now, let's hear from Jason Garrett. Before we, I play the clip for you, this was a question I didn't ask. This is a question about Daniel Jones and basically, you know, can or will they tolerate mistakes being made given that, you know, Jones, even though he's in his second year and a lot of the mistakes, you know, that he made last year were backbreakers, this is still a new offense. So let's hear what Jason Garrett had to say about that. Oh, I don't know that we ever use that word tolerate as coaches. Uh, that, that's not really in our vocabulary. You don't really tolerate anything. You know, we coach everything every single day with every player we have. That, that, that's really what our job is. And, and that's not to say the mistakes aren't going to happen. They are going to happen. But you never use the word tolerate. You're always trying to learn and grow from the different experiences that we have. And, you know, Daniel's done an excellent job. Uh, he, he comes in here and, again, he's so prepared. He's so into it. He wants to know every detail. I mean, you'll play quarterback in this league or, or really play any position in this league. There are a lot of different things that happen over the course of a play, over the course of a practice. And there's so much to learn from. You know, I've never been around a player who played a perfect game or never been around a player who had a perfect practice. We're always striving, striving for that. We're striving for excellence in everything we do. And that's really what our objective is. We try to set high standards for our players. We try to give them the tools to achieve those standards. We try to instill belief in them. And we hold them to those each and every day. And Daniel's one of those guys who's really embraced that. He's getting better and better in everything we do. Okay, a couple of thoughts here. Number one, mistakes like fumbles and uh, poor passes and misreads, that cannot happen. 
at the end of the day, football is football. Um, yes, there is a scheme involved. Yes, there are, you know, certain concepts that a quarterback will have to run. But your basic fundamentals, there's that word again, you, you just, you can't put the ball on the ground. You can't, um, you know, not have pocket presence, pocket awareness. These are all things that kind of did uh, Daniel Jones in a little bit last year. You know, he had a solid rookie season, but, you know, these little bugaboos popped up and really were stains on his record. So with that said, um, let's talk a little bit about this idea of being tolerant, a word that Garrett said that they don't really like to use on the coaching staff, or I guess maybe being not accepted either, but just, I guess, understanding or trying to figure out where the mistakes are, are coming from and correcting them. I think that's probably what they were looking to uh, get across. Now with Garrett, one of the things, as I've, I've said many times, he is a former NFL quarterback. So in giving Daniel Jones not only his own position coach and Jerry Shaplinsky, which Jones did not have last year, he really didn't have a dedicated position coach, and with Garrett, a former NFL quarterback, it's going to be good because what's going to happen is, depending on where Garrett ends up coaching from, and I think if my memory serves me correctly in the past, when Garrett was an offensive coordinator, he worked from the sidelines. I don't know if that's where he's going to work now with the Giants, but I would not be surprised if that's what happens because, you know, they're going to want probably, I would think, um, to have Garrett and Shulpinski there for when Jones comes off the field, especially if there's a, you know, a turnover or something goes wrong on a play or whatever. And I just think that, you know, having Garrett and his experience there is just going to be such a big help for Jones. Now, the concepts that that uh, Jason Garrett is running. If you look at what he ran in Dallas and maybe even before that back in Miami, if you want to go back that far, the concepts at the end of the day, again, football is football. There are just different terminology. There's different, you know, maybe depths of routes. So for example, maybe instead of running um, a certain route 10 yards, maybe they want them to go an extra yard or a yard short or whatever, just little certain things. There are a certain number of reads and just little nuances that make each scheme, each system unique. And I just think that, you know, Jones thus far has done a good job with studying. You know, you watch him I practice in the huddle, you watch him execute the offense, and you don't see as much uncertainty as I think you saw last year. Now, there are times when he holds on to the ball a little too long. Um, you know, we still saw that, especially with some of the deeper routes. It was almost as though he wasn't quite sure if his receivers had gotten to the proper depth. So that's obviously something he still needs to clean up. But you know, I just like the whole concept there and that, you know, they're not looking at tolerating mistakes, but more so understanding why those mistakes are being made and getting them corrected, which I think is the right way to approach this. So again, I feel good about the direction Daniel Jones is headed in. I feel good about the direction the offense and the defense are headed in, special teams. There's a lot of optimism and um, we will see, obviously, 
if that optimism translates into wins, but certainly the Giants and their coaching staff are doing everything possible to make sure that this team is ready to rock and roll come September 14th. All right, Giant fans, that'll wrap it up for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for Twitter Thursday. It returns. And don't forget to get your questions in. Locked on Giants podcast at gmail.com before 8 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday. Until then, this is Patricia Trainer. Have a good day.